What's up, sisters? Welcome to the Period Whisperer podcast. I'm Bria. I'm your host. If you're new, I'm so happy you are here. I'm your perimenopause and menopause sister, your holistic trainer, hormone specialist, translator of your female body. I'm a recovering people pleaser and hustle addict turned body whisperer and hormone decoder. And I am here to help you de-stress your body, decode what it is saying, become the CEO of it, and own your own health, energy, and weight loss again. This show is for you, the overwhelmed, overworked, underappreciated step woman who dreams of a body they feel strong, energetic, and sane in. The woman who knows that she shouldn't just wave the white aging flag and believes in a body and life of peace, love, and purpose. But you don't just know how to get there yet. So if you are stuck in your body, your energy, your life, you are in the right spot. Let's lean in and learn what our bodies are saying to us. Well, hey there, sister. Welcome to this episode of the Period Whisperer podcast. I'm your host, Bria. I'm so glad you are here. And really, I'm just really grateful that we have this time to chat together, whether you are walking your dog, whether you are folding laundry, whether you're driving in a car, whether it's playing extra loud on your phone while you're in the shower. I am so happy that we get to connect. And besides asking you my usual question, which is, how are you feeling in your body today? I want to ask you how your January is going. (laughs) Are you crushing it? (laughs) Have you set all these great New Year's resolutions and feeling like you're on fire? Do you feel like you're already behind on your goals? I want to share with you that I had a very interesting hormone situation happen to me this week where you know, if you followed me for a while, you know I'm a big fan of tracking your hormone rhythm, whether you're a bleeder or not, knowing roughly what phase you are in so that you can work with your hormones. Once you've healed your hormone imbalance, when you understand what phase you are in, you can modify your, really your energy supply and demand imbalance, right? Because perimenopause is that that added workload. So our energy demand in our body goes up. And this is really where a lot of the trouble starts for so many of us. The energy demand is greater, like in puberty, like in pregnancy. And because of this transition, and we're not aware of it, we're not prepared for it, we're not strategizing for it, we're not taught about it. Obviously, my mission is to change that. So we're not supplying the amount and we're not aware of what's, you know, taking our energy and what's giving us energy and we're not aware of that delicate balance and needing that. So when you track cyclically, when you understand, okay, well, I'm roughly in this phase, so I know my metabolism is a lot higher right now. I know my energy demand is even greater, so I better, you know, step this back or change this out. So I guess in December, I didn't properly log my my period in my tracker. And I was thinking, here I was, you know, I'd completely lost track of time. I wasn't listening to the whispers of my body because everything's been chaotic with the holidays and travel and Christmas and seeing people and probably consuming things that were sucking my energy. But hey, I think that's holidays. That's that's balance sometimes. So here I am thinking I'm rocking it in ovulation. I'm crushing out some new workouts. I think I'm feeling great. And I got slammed with exhaustion. And when I looked at my tracker, I realized, wait a second, I hadn't properly logged my last, whether I clicked it and it didn't work or I just didn't log it. 
I wasn't listening to what my body was saying. I'm like, why am I so exhausted? And I realized I'm not in my ovulation phase. I'm in my luteal phase, which means I really need to be eating more to supply more energy. I need to be resting more and not pushing myself so hard physically, creating that greater energy demand. And boy, did I feel that. So, you know, it's just a reminder to really pay attention to this piece and it can feel challenging at first because it's just not something we've been taught but I'm grateful that I was able to start to notice it really quickly because when you do notice it quickly you don't push yourself through anymore and I was able to sleep a little bit more peel back switch to a gentler movement on the mat today and gosh I already feel so much better eat a little bit more at breakfast and not think twice about it because I can feel that my metabolism has picked up because if you don't honor that and you're crushing out big workouts in the morning then you'll hit a wall majorly in the afternoon, either with massive sugar cravings or really desperate for that extra caffeine or um, or just overall feeling emotional, exhausted and drained, which in turn drives the cortisol up further in our body, right? It's just, you know, things like sugar and caffeine just layer on that, ir- irritate that. They add more inflammation, flooding the body with more cortisol. Caffeine by nature drives more cortisol into our system. Or, and feeling irritable and frustrated at the people you love, like creates a bit of a shame spiral sometimes and then adds more stress to your life. So we really wanna make sure, this was my lesson that I'm still learning. So I'm glad you're here with me because I get to I get to stay on track because of this. But anyway, that's my little lesson for you. And my reminder to you, or what I really wanna talk with you guys about today is or are the excuses, the five excuses that are keeping you stuck in perimenopause hell. And I am telling you this from personal experience because I used to make these. So these are not to make you feel badly at all. These are to help you recognize the things that we say, the things that we tell ourselves that keep us stuck in the same spot over and over and the challenge of course with perimenopause and and reaching midlife is we don't get to stay stuck we actually start regressing right it starts to get harder because the body's a little bit like headed up to here already and it's like I'm not going to put up with this anymore it's time for you to listen to me so it is a really important time to start paying attention and And these excuses are the things that were keeping me stuck and that I often end up challenging a lot of my clients on that we talk about in in my coaching program, as well as in Midlife Mojo is, is is this really true or is this not really true? So I'm going to dig right into it. There are five excuses and I would love to hear from you. I'd love you to send me a DM. It really means so much to me when you do or send me an email or, you know, take a picture of you not falling prey to these excuses anymore because these are the things and the thing about excuses that I have come to learn in my own life and over and over again is that, at least for me, is that we tend to hold on to our excuses like a security blanket a little bit because they keep us I think in this safe spot of feeling like well I don't have to do this because of this right or it almost reminds me of the times in my life when I have lost someone or or a pet or anyone lost I've experienced loss 
And, you know, sometimes we have a tendency to really hold on to the pain of the loss as a way to stay close to whatever it is that we've lost, right? As a way to not move on from it because moving on is hard. Moving on sometimes feels like we're letting go of something that was very important to us, someone that was very important to us, or an identity that was really important to us. And yeah, so it... I know what I see time and time again and what I see in myself is that our, yeah, our excuses keep us comfortable in the same way that sadness does in a loss, right? When we are, we want to stay sad because getting out of that sadness almost feels like letting go of that loved one, letting go of that relationship, letting go of that part of yourself. And I want to honor that in you if that's something that you also recognize in yourself because I know it very clearly to be true. And also highlight the fact that <laughs> we really can't hold on to the past and still ride off into the future. There is a time where moving through excuses, letting go of pain, moving through those pieces is critical to us moving forward and moving on. And it doesn't devalue who we were or what that was or who that person was to us or how we felt about it or what that part of us was, that part of our identity that we hold so closely. It doesn't devalue what that was in that moment and why that was important there. But it, it is really important if you want to, if you truly want to change, if you really want to feel better in your body, if you really want to grow and make a difference. And I'm going to go out on a limb here and assume that you are, which is why you are listening to this episode of the podcast, is that you're in a place that you don't want to be and you want to change. And in order to make that change, we do have to take a good hard look at the things we're holding on to that are no longer serving us and that are often keeping us really stuck in maybe a self-sabotage cycle or yeah, just keeping us really stuck in the place that we're at. And sometimes those are like foods that we're eating or drinks that we're drinking or relationships that we have. But today I want to talk about really the five excuses that are really keeping you stuck there. And in the hundreds and now thousands of women that I've had the blessed opportunity to work with, these are the top five that come up again and again and again and again. <laughs> and they were the top five for me too. So let's dive into them. If you are a note taker, now is that time to grab your notes. But if you are busy, I think that you'll just take these in and you'll probably start to recognize. And maybe that's the challenge for you right now. No matter what you're doing, as I talk about these excuses, I want you to think about if they are genuinely something that you are holding on to, if it's an excuse you are repeating for yourself. So the first excuse that I used to use all the time was it's different for me. I can't do this. I can't make this change because it's different for me. And that can be, you know, I have, you know, X, Y, Z or Z, depending on where you live, <laughs> you know, that, you know, in my life. And maybe that can be a health condition that you have. You know, I have many clients that come to me that are like, well, I can't do this because I have, you know, 
hypothyroidism or I have Hashimoto's or I have this diagnosable condition or I don't have a, you know, a uterus anymore, or it can very well be your lifestyle. Maybe it can be the kids and dogs and sick parents and the unsupportive spouse that you have and the big workload you have on your plate, the demanding job. Or maybe it's even, well, I can't do this because I've already committed to something else. And for me, it's not to devalue all that you do in your life. I think more than anything, I know I appreciate so much being recognized for what I actually accomplish in a day or what I actually do by the people I feel like I do this for. And I want you to, to know that I see you. I see you out there doing all the things that you do. And it is really important to recognize that no matter your situation, it is your health really is your responsibility. And it, no matter how many responsibilities that you have, when you choose to prioritize your health first, everything else starts to get easier. So if you have a health condition, more than ever, it is really, really important that you're doing the underlying holistic work, that you are focusing on the four health pillars I talk about all the time here, you know, that you are letting go of the inflammatory foods, that you are taking that time to properly heal and really learn how to work with your body. If you have a really full schedule because of the kids or the career or this, you know, the sick people in your life or the unsupportive partner, it is more important than ever that you take the time to prioritize yourself so that one, you can be the example for other people, two, that you have more energy to serve and show up and be there. It's always so interesting to me when we naturally have this tendency, you know, when when someone maybe in our life that we really love and care for gets sick or needs something, when we start to sacrifice our own health priorities for them when really that is the time we should be leaning harder on these things. We should be more diligent about our own health things so that we have the energy and the optimal health to show up for those people. So not using that as an excuse. And if you do have an unsupportive partner, I think more than ever, it is important to let go of excuses and really get clear on what your body and your health is worth to you so that you can show up and show that you are willing to do the work and you're not going to keep giving up on yourself and letting go of things. So no matter, and if, if you've committed to something else, and this is a common thing I hear from you know, my clients, when they're talking about working together or <laughs> when they're talking about um, joining Midlife Mojo, for example, I hear them say, well, I've already committed to doing this or that. And I always want to say, but what's going to support you to do this and that if your health continues to decline? Because again, in, in perimenopause and menopause, what we know is that we're not, we don't get to be stagnant, right? Either you're moving towards your health or you're sliding back away from it. And the longer we wait to support the choices that we've made, if you really need to continue and fulfill your commitment to the gym classes that you did or your commitment, you know, to this other piece, then what is supporting you in reducing the added cortisol that's getting you there? So if you are here and you are thinking, I want to make these changes, I want to feel better in perimenopause and beyond, but it's different for me, Bria. I can't follow these things that you're saying because I have this, because I have that, because of this. 
I want to ask you, you know, how will you show up for this thing in your life if you aren't feeling great in your body? Because the opportunity cost of going to bed every night and having that shame spiral around, oh, I don't feel good or I should be doing this or I should be doing that because you don't feel well in your body or the opportunity cost on your, you know, on your energy when you're not doing the thing that you know in your body and in your soul you should be doing to be in alignment with your health is really big. So that's excuse number one. Excuse number two is, of course, I don't have time. (laughs) I don't have time. I used to say this all the time. Like, I'm so busy. I don't have time. I'm so tired all the time. And, you know, I used to get really sick. One day I had this moment where I was like, man, I'm so sick and tired of hearing myself say I'm just so sick and tired. And we, the truth is we don't quite have the same energy or, you know, in this time in our life. And this is one of the busiest times in our life, right? When we are, um, when we are raising children still, when we are dealing with bigger problems, when you have littles, little kids, it is a constant and it is, it is very tiring, but often we reach midlife and our kids are older. And so the challenges that come with that are actually maybe fewer and further between, but they're bigger, deeper challenges. So when we say I don't have time, I don't have time to prioritize myself. And ultimately, this is why, you know, in my program, I always talk about midlife mojo specifically or in my one on one coaching being, you know, a program you can follow without adding more to your to do list, because ultimately the path to healing in perimenopause is actually doing less and not doing more. And really where I think where the mind mess comes in, where the challenge comes in for most people is when we do less, there's a lot of noise that comes up in our head. When we stop, you know, squeezing in that intense workout, when we stop saying yes to everything that we're going to do, when we stop making every single thing on our to-do list the most important thing, and we have a bit of stillness, there's a lot of noise that starts to come up in our head that says things like, well, if I don't work out, I'm just going to gain more weight. Or if I don't do this, what am I worth? And I think that's a real issue for a lot of us as women. It's like, if I'm not doing all these things for all these people, then what is, what is my worth? And more, more often, if we do not make the time now, then we won't have the same amount of time later. At some point in your body, if you're experiencing a lot of these symptoms, like not sleeping well, like brain fog, like night sweats, like lack of energy, like weight gain, that is sucking your time overall. In fact, what I always find so amazing is how much more time it seems that I have and how much more I can actually accomplish, how much easier it is to accomplish things when I have energy, when I feel good in my body, I'm not dragged down by the like exhaustion reel in my head. So take a really good hard look at this, I don't have time, and know two things. One, if you do not make the time right now, this hormone imbalance is going to shift into metabolic imbalance and chaos, and then dysfunction, and then disease, and then you absolutely won't have the time. And the second thing is that when it comes to the strategy of healing, this is what I teach in Midlife Mojo, in my one-on-one coaching program, is that 
what the strategy for healing in perimenopause is actually doing less and really starting to address the things in your head that are sucking your time, that make you feel like you are so darn busy all of the time. Okay, excuse number three. Here it is. Are you ready? (laughs) I don't have the money. Now, I am not here to tell you how to budget. I used to struggle a lot with investing in anything for myself that I couldn't rationalize would be for the kids or I couldn't rationalize, you know, would be for the betterment of my family or didn't have a really clear, you know, purpose in my life. But when I didn't invest money in my own health, I, I was okay with allowing myself not to be accountable. When I invested money in myself, whether that's a program or whether that's a coach or whether that's like a really good quality, you know, help with my nutrition. When I invested that finally, you better believe I showed up for myself because I was not wasting that piece of the puzzle. I was not wasting that money on anything. So there's a very real exchange of energy when you invest in yourself. And we spend a lot of money on a lot of things, little bits here and there, whether it's like the Netflix account and the Max account and the Hulu account and the Amazon Prime account, you know, whether it's you know, the coffees from Starbucks or Tim Hortons, depending on where you live, (laughs) or, you know, whatever, these little things all the time. And I found that when I wasn't investing in my health, I was spending money to make myself feel better in other ways. And I think that's a really, you know, it can be a tough pill to swallow, but a really important question to ask yourself where am I trying to buy happiness to make myself feel better when the root issue is starting way below that inside of me, when I'm just not feeling well? I used to buy way more clothes just to feel better about how I felt in my body when really that money, if I'd invested it earlier in a coach, in a nutrition program, in a proven program, and of course we want to invest in something that has receipts, right, that has proof that we know can work. You don't want to just, you know, throw money out anywhere. I absolutely get that. But when we, when we, when I invested in those pieces and I showed up because I was like, I am not wasting this money. There's that energy exchange of I'm going to put it out. So all of a sudden I'm going to actually get some results from those things. And I showed up for myself that way. Then it became so apparent to me all the things I was just spending money on to try to make myself feel better to try to mask the things in my life that I wasn't happy with you know especially about myself about how I felt right buying things to give us more energy like I was (laughs) flew with my kids to back home to Canada and you know bought them Starbucks at the airport and I was like 30 bucks, 30 bucks for, for what? Like two drinks and a bagel and some egg bites. It was crazy the amount of money that you spend. You know, when you, again, when you can invest, when that happens four times in a month, all of a sudden, you know, you have what, 36, $120 that you could have invested in your health in one way or another. And that happens month after month after month. So Although, as I said, I don't have, I'm not here to tell you how to budget your money. I do think, you know, a really important lesson that I have learned and that I've seen in my clients as well is that when we invest in ourselves, we show up because we don't like to waste money. And when we take a look at 
how the fact that we're often spending money on things to make ourselves feel better when it would be a heck of a lot easier just to do the damn work and invest the money in yourself and actually just feel better naturally. And on top of that, when you feel really great, like I was saying earlier, and you things you can accomplish things so much faster, so much easier. And all of a sudden life gets easier. You know, when you're, when you feel good in your body, when you have that confidence, everything that you do gets easier. And so all of a sudden you are drawing in more money naturally. You are doing a better job in your career. You are able to look at your finances without feeling uncomfortable and save more money or make more money. And it, it really is that opportunity cost of investing yourself And yeah, sometimes investing in yourself is a little bit scary, but then you will show up for it. Then put it all in, make it happen. And you've heard me on previous episodes say this, but I love taking the first quarter of the year to really invest in my health because it pays off all year long. If you go into March and April feeling awesome in your health, sleeping through the night, having consistent energy, releasing that weight that you've been holding on to forever finally, then you get to fly through the rest of the year with confidence. And you're not constantly feeling like you're trying to play catch up on the goals you set in January. Okay, so that was excuse number three. Excuse number four is nothing works. I've tried everything. I've already spent some money on a whole bunch of stuff and nothing works. And I used to say this, nothing's working. Nothing's working fast enough. And I had to... You know, I often hear this from my clients when we first start working together. And one of my questions I like to ask them is, okay, when was the last time you truly committed and followed a program designed for you for 12 weeks? Because that's how long it takes to get results. You know, we, we're so quick to look for results in a week, in two weeks, but our bodies are not vending machines. We don't get to put something in and get something out right away, especially after we're, you know, we're in our third, late 30s, 40s, 50s now. It's taken a long time for our body to get here. Most often I talk to women and, you know, I, I, we talk a little bit more about, I'm always like, What's happened over the last five years of your life? Not just the last six months. I know the last six months, the symptoms have gotten worse and worse. But what happened in the last five years? Well, obviously COVID, you know, and with those years of COVID, there were off, there was often a lot of loss, a lot of change, a lot of transition, a lot of stress. And now it's culminating. Now it's coming to the surface. And we still get a little stuck in this mentality of, well, it must be something I did in the last six months when really it's something that has been happening for five years now. So it does take time to see, like for your body to catch up. And that's mostly because your body has to go through the healing process. It has to heal and then it has to repair all the damage from the fact that, you know, it was unhealed. And then it has to retrain in order to get results, right? We got to get back into that fat burning zone if that's the issue. So you know, before we can expect the body to release weight, we got to be sleeping well through the night, of course. And before we, before we, um, before we can start working out, we got to make sure that we have energy to work out, you know, make sure your energy is clean all day and that our nutrition is on. I'm always amazed at how many people, and I used to do this all the time, are working out 
and eating poorly, it's, it's really damaging to your body, especially in midlife when we're going through this massive transition and the energy demand in our body is much higher and we're out there like pumping, you know, pumping weights and trying and doing HIIT workouts and we were boozing last night, you know, or we were eating crummy food and we've got these digestive issues. What your body needs during that time is, is, is rest to heal, to recover. And then that's how we start sleeping through the night again, having consistent energy, making sure our nutrition is on, and then we can ask hard things of our body. Then we can shift into fat burning mode when we honor the actual healing process of our body. So if you are stuck in this excuse mindset of nothing works, and trust me, I used to do it all the time. I'm doing everything. I'm doing everything, I would say. I'm doing all the things and nothing's working. But I hadn't really picked one thing and focused on that one thing. In fact, I often had a tendency, and maybe you do too, of you know, hearing a strategy, starting to follow that strategy and being like, oh, well, maybe I'll also layer on this other strategy. And it was just too much. We need to pick one thing. It's a lot simpler than we think to heal and release weight. And I think that's actually the problem. We want things so fast. So we try to do all the things and then everything falls apart when really we just need to pick one thing that works for us and follow it long enough to actually get results. And that's ultimately you know, why I know I can guarantee results in Midlife Mojo, my 12-week signature course program that guarantees results because we focus really really clearly each month on one thing. And there is a lot of pushback, you know, in the live coaching, I'm always laughing. They're like, well, what about, I'm like, nope, you're not doing that. What about, nope, you can't do that because this is our natural thing. We want to get things done faster. We want to move along faster. And, and yet you cannot speed up healing. The body heals at a certain pace and we need to hold space for that healing before we start trying to do 400 other things especially when we're living in a time when things are so busy for us right we are doing a lot of things right now so we need to make sure that we are actually stepping back and allowing the healing in our body it would be wonderful if we could all go off to the biggest loser campus or go off to this you know yoga retreat for three months so that we could speed that process up we could probably get it done a lot faster but nobody gets to do that. We don't in this life, we, in this, this, it's not realistic to think that we can absolutely just cut out life for six weeks and just focus on our health. But at some point in time, if you don't deal with the hormone imbalance, if you don't deal with the underlying root cause that's creating the hormone imbalance, it will slide into metabolic chaos, it will slide into dysfunction, and it will slide into disease. And then you're going to have to stop everything. And we don't want that. I don't want that for you. I don't want that for me. So that was number four. If you're really stuck in saying to yourself, like nothing works, you got to really take the time to ask yourself, when was the last time I was consistent in a process, trusted the process, really gave it my all for 12 weeks. And if you have a hard time doing that, it's either the wrong strategy or you need to hire a coach. It is time for you to get the accountability, get the support and the motivation that you need to do it because it will pay you back in droves all the rest of your years to come. Okay, number five, number five, the fifth excuse that is keeping you stuck in perimenopause hell is I don't have the energy to take on one more thing. And this maybe falls into the time thing. It maybe falls into some of the other categories as well. But I used to say this all the time. I don't have the energy to do this. You know, I don't have the energy to spend time 
you know, even deepening a relationship connection or spending time, you know, seeing friends. And so we start to recluse ourselves and then and then we fall back into other old habits that really are actually stealing our energy instead of giving us more energy. And I think the most important thing to ask ourselves again is the opportunity cost. What is the opportunity cost of you not making the changes, not doing the damn thing, not finally committing to something and and doing the hard work to get yourself feeling better. What's the cost of it? Is it what is the cost uh, to you not feeling amazing in your body? Is it impacting your relationship? Is it impacting your parenting abilities? Is it impacting your ability to have fun, to laugh? Is it impacting your ability to go after your goals and dreams? Is it impacting your ability to make money so you can do all the other things that you want to do in life? What is the opportunity cost? If you're not putting energy towards your body, then you're missing the mark because our body is the power generator. Energy doesn't, we, we can't buy energy and stick it down our throat. You know, we keep thinking like, oh, you know, we have coffee and we're like, oh, it's going to give me a boost of energy. Coffee, what it does, caffeine, it stimulates the release of cortisol in the body or of adrenaline. So it basically just takes all of the energy stores that you have and like shoves it in your face like a fire hose and then you have none. So we think we can buy energy and pills and drinks and all of these different things. But what we need to do is invest in the tools, whether it's really good quality nutrition or quality movement or better sleep that actually provides our body with the tools to make energy. If you want more energy, you got to make sure your body has the right tools to generate that energy because the energy comes from within us. It gets made inside of our body from the tools we're providing it. So if you are not focused on those pieces, you're always going to feel like you never have the energy. Whatever you're doing right now in your life has created your reality of where you're at, right? If you're dealing with stuck weight gain, if you're dealing with excess belly fat, if you're dealing with really intense irregular periods, and it's not it's not your fault. You didn't know better. Again, this is not a shame situation here. I have been in these exact same situations, but now you know better. You know that if you are here and you're struggling with all of these things, it is because of the habits you have, and it's time to make that change. And when you make that change, yes, it's going to feel a little uncomfortable because we often hold on to being the same, right? We hold on to these excuses to keep you comfortable in the way that sadness does in a loss. We don't want to let go of those things that we are familiar with. So change is scary. Change is hard. It always reminds me of, I know I've used this example before, but whenever I am feeling super vulnerable or I am struggling and I, I can feel myself wanting to go back to old habits, I really think of the hermit crab. You know, hermit crabs live in their little shell, but at some point the hermit crab gets too big for that shell and it starts to get really uncomfortable. And it can't stay in that shell or it's just going to stay in discomfort, right? So it has to leave the shell and find another bigger shell. But the process of leaving and finding the shell leaves it really exposed, exposed to the elements, exposed to birds that are going to eat it or predators that are going to eat it. Okay, I don't know everything about hermit crabs, but I'm just going with it here. 
And it's a very vulnerable thing. And sometimes that hermit crab leaves its shell and wants to go back because it's so scared, right? But you go back to that old, and I used to do the same thing. I'd go back to those old habits and suddenly they wouldn't feel the same. They wouldn't be as comforting. They wouldn't be as safe. So the only way is forward. And when we spend so much time second guessing ourselves, thinking about it, rethinking about it, thinking about it, rethinking about it, then it feels very exhausting. You know, indecision is a really big time suck. Change is hard, but sitting in this limbo of should I, shouldn't I, should I, shouldn't I, should I, shouldn't I, am I, am I not, you know, should I go back, is this better, is that better, is such an exhaustive energy sucker in our life. So all that to say, if you're still listening to this episode, if you've resonated with any one of these excuses, if you've seen them in yourself, you're not alone. I have seen myself and I still see myself make these decisions, these excuses, sorry, all of the time. And it's time to make a change. It's time to, st- to let go of those old excuses, get the help that you need and get it wherever you can. But since I have you, I want to remind you that Today is the last day where doors are closing to Midlife Mojo. And this is my 12-week signature live coaching program that is going to take you from lost, stuck, overwhelmed, making excuses, feeling terrible in perimenopause hell to sleeping better, to more regulated hormones, to weight release and energy gain. And it guarantees results. And if you haven't listened to my last couple of podcasts, episodes where I have had some of my students come on, I want you to go and listen to those students, listen to their stories, because it was amazing to see where they started and what their results were, the the weight that they released and the other amazing results that they got from truly finally investing in themselves, committing to themselves and letting go of their excuses. Okay, sisters, one more time, let's recap those excuses. One, you keep saying it's different for you. Two, you don't have time. Three, you don't have money. Four, nothing works for you. And five, I don't have the energy to take on one more thing. And I I think you know now that these are all excuses, that you are not alone in making these excuses. And it is time to let go of those security blankets and dive into the life that you deserve. I want you to go out, be more in your life and not just less on a scale and reach out if you want to hop on a quick call. Again, today is the last day where doors are closing for Midlife Mojo. I will not open these doors again until September. I want to hear from you. I want to get on a call and get these questions answered for you. So make sure you pop in the show notes below, check out the program for Midlife Mojo, send me a message, schedule a call with me. Do not wait until March, April, and May to start working on your health. Now is that time. All right, sisters, thank you for being here from my heart to yours. We'll catch you next time. Thank you so much for joining me on the Period Whisperer podcast. I want to encourage you to reach out to me directly and message me if there are topics or things you're struggling with so we can address those right where you are at. And of course, if you loved this episode, if you learned something, make sure to share it with your friends and please rate and review it wherever you get your podcasts.